Hey, everybody. Welcome to Hot and Rich, a show about celebrities. Hey, it's um, Wednesday. It's June 10th, 2020. I'm your host, Kate Raft. Wow, what an exciting day. I straightened my hair with some hot, hot heat. And guess what? It's hot in LA. It's like oppressively hot in LA. It's truly like it's like a dead heat. Like it's a heat that feels like death. <laughs> it feels like this is, you know, the heat that 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 kills. The heat that kills. Whew, it is hot. And rich? Nope, just hot in LA. I can't even say that it's rich. It's hot. It's hot, just hot, just straight up hot. Um, I mean, yeah, it's, it's hot in LA. I know that's boring. Is it boring to talk about the weather? Hold on, let me fix my mic really quick. I had a coffee earlier, so I'm feeling good. I was really sleepy. The heat makes you sleepy, they say. They always say, watch out for that heat. It makes you sleepy. Um, but hey, I had a coffee, but it wasn't my usual coffee. My lovely, wonderful husband went on a coffee run to Starbucks and it was, you know, the, the drive through and they misheard what he said. He said oat latte and they gave us a mocha latte. So I had a mocha latte for the first time, I think maybe since I was like a child and it was sugary and great and it made me feel lovely. Now I feel great. It's a it's a Wednesday. It's a mocha Wednesday here in LA. An iced mocha Wednesday. Um it's also I think we should declare it this is public statement Wednesday because every celebrity and company and everything is giving public statements. Most of them are apologizing for racism. But some of them are about, uh, you know, doubling down on being transphobic. We'll get into that later. It's just a big day. It's Public Statement Wednesday. Okay, spread the word. I don't know if it's going to be every Wednesday, but this Wednesday is Public Statement Wednesday. We've got Horny Fridays and Public Statement Wednesdays. I don't know what Mondays are. That's to be determined. Maybe next Monday we'll find out if we have a theme. But for now, we've just we've got Public Statement Wednesdays. Whew. You know, I am wearing long sleeves and a jacket because I thought it would look cute, but it, it makes me very warm. So that was maybe a mistake. I put beauty and fashion above comfort for you, the audience, so that I would look hot and rich for you. So I hope you appreciate <laughs> my pain. Just kidding. Don't appreciate me. In fact, I invite you to spit on me. Please step on my face. <laughs> um, all right. I want to quickly shout out Black Lives Matter LA. Please, if you have the ability, can you give them money? We, we talk so much about Hollywood and celebrities, but Black Lives Matter LA is the heart and soul of this town. And especially right now, they need our support. Um, my comedy group, Red and Yellow, with, that I do with Joan Ford, we just recently did a donation to Black Lives Matter LA, and I invite you all to join me. You don't have to match me, but just give as much as you can. 
GoFundMe.com slash F slash B-L-M-L-A, okay? Support the town that gives you all these celebrities and also fights for racial injustice. I love Black Lives Matter LA. They're doing such important work right now. Let's give them some money. Okay, the link is in the show notes. It's also right below me on the screen if you're watching this. Shout out to Black Lives Matter LA and give them your money. Now, speaking of LA, let's talk about celebrities, okay? This is a segment that I do every damn little day. It's called Hot Seconds. All right, welcome to Hot Seconds. This is the segment of the show where I talk about something, but just for a hot second, okay? Ooh, and these seconds are hot because it's hot, hot, hot in LA. <laughs> Hannah from Below Deck is pregnant, okay? Hannah from Below Deck Mediterranean is pregnant. She's Australian. Most of you probably don't even know who she is. I love her because I love Below Deck. And she's having a baby. Okay, <laughs> next hot second is about J.K. Rowling. Listen, I'm just making this one a hot second today. I, I am so over talking about J.K. Rowling's transphobia. She isn't apologizing for it. In fact, she's double, triple, quadrupling down. She released a whole essay today called Turf Wars. And it's like about how, you know, she's like, she sucks. Don't read it. It's a harmful piece of writing. It actually is like actively harmful and toxic and it's not fun for anybody. And just trust me when I say it's a, a totally awful, um, hateful piece of writing where she does not respect trans people. She refers to trans men as like biological women which is wrong trans men are men trans women are women don't read jk rowling's dumb uh bigoted essay and uh i would say uh just sorry if you love harry potter and you're trans because this sucks and my heart goes out to you um we do have some public statements Speaking of Public Statement Wednesday, one from Daniel Radcliffe and one from uh, Eddie Redmayne. I'm not going to get into them, but basically they're distancing themselves from J.K. Rowling's harmful transphobic remarks and saying like, no, not we don't support that. Here's um, a quick look at Eddie Redmayne's. Daniel Radcliffe did his through the Trevor Project. Eddie Redmayne did his um, as a statement to Variety. You know, I'm, I don't feel like getting into it. I just, 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 they're, they're, they said, not us. No, we don't know her. We don't know Joanne. Apparently her name's Joanne. Let's just move on to the next hot second. I'm getting too hot thinking about how mad I am at J.K. Rowling. Okay, let's talk about Alia Shawkat. She apologized for saying the N-word. Remember I showed that censored video the other day she made an instagram post that said quote i am writing this to address a video that was posted of me quoting a song with the n-word in it as a part of an interview from four years ago i'm deeply sorry and i take full responsibility it was a careless moment one i am ashamed and embarrassed by but vowed to continue to learn from i regret using a word that carries so much pain in history to black people as it is never a word used by someone who is not black 
Um, I have been learning so much about what it truly means to be an ally. The voice of black people must be amplified and heard clearly. As an Arabic woman who can pass for white, I'm working hard to process this nuance access I've been afforded. And I realize how important it is to be hypervigilant in the spaces I exist in. I've been trying to understand the real definition of the word ally. All right. So she's sorry for saying the N-word at South by Southwest in an interview from 2016. Um, next hot second, Iggy Azalea had a baby. She revealed that she had a secret baby, but that the baby's not a secret anymore. The baby's father is her boyfriend, Playboy Cardi. She posted on Instagram saying, quote, I have a son. I kept wait. Oh, should I do this in an Australian accent? You know what? I'm not. I'm just going to read it. She said, quote, I have a son. I kept waiting for the right time to say something, but it feels like the more time passes, the more I realize I'm always going to feel anxious to share news that giant with the world. I want to keep his life private, but wanted to make it clear he is not a secret and I love him beyond words. Blue heart emoji. All right, so Iggy Azalea, a.k.a. Igloo Australia, had a not-so-secret baby. I don't know when she had the baby, but I know it's not a secret. I know it's, it's an open baby, a transparent and honest and existing baby. No secrets here when it comes to Iggy's baby. Oh shit, I drank from the wrong cup. I need to drink from the cup with the straw because I'm wearing lipstick. Dr. Noodles in the chat said, she's so irrelevant that no one noticed she was pregnant. <laughs> you said it, not me. Sorry, I'm thirsty. Very hot. Okay, our next hot second is about Anna Kendrick. <laughs> oh, Anna Kendrick. Anna, Anna Kendrick. Annie Kenny. Annie Kenny said filming Twilight was like being in a hostage situation. <laughs> She's so small. <laughs> She's so small. <laughs> In an interview, she said, and I quote, I just remember it being so cold and miserable. And I just remember my converse being completely soaked through and feeling like, you know, this is really a great group of people. And I'm sure that we would be friends at a different time, but it would have murder everyone. There was something about it that was like, you go through some trauma event, like people who survived a hostage situation and you're bonded for life. End quote. I guess filming Twilight's like being a hostage? Okay, Anna Kendrick. I mean, okay. Because it was cold and you're so small. She's just so small, everyone. She's a small, scrappy. Small and scrappy. Annie Kenny. I like that. That's my new nickname for her. Everybody spread the word. We're calling her Annie Kenny now. <laughs> She's pocket-sized. When you're that small 
and you're cold. Everything feels like a hostage situation, I think. Although, you know, they should have gotten the actors some better socks. Don't let Anna Kendrick have wet converse. This is a major motion picture. Get her some sock warmers. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Anna Kendrick, next time you speak up for yourself and you say, I want sock warmers. I'm small. Our next hot second is about Demi Lovato. She went to Nobu. Demi Lovato went to Nobu. Everything's opening up in L.A. And the celebrities are going. Where? To Nobu. Okay. I, I wrote a song about Nobu. I just want to sing it because I feel like it'd be such a shame if I didn't sing it. Nobu is, Nobu is where you buy expensive fish in my little doggy dreams i go to nobu in my dreams in my dreams in my little doggy dreams in my little doggy dreams i go to nobu with demi and her boyfriend Max Eric, who's thinking of proposing according to outlets <laughs> and the Daily Mail. Oh, <sighs> uh, wow. I'm happy for all the celebrities that get to go to Nobu. Me? I'll never get to go to Nobu because it's too expensive. I I don't know how expensive Nobu is, but in my head, it's like, $1,000 for a tuna roll. Like a tuna avocado roll is like $980. I could be wrong. I could easily look up the Nobu menu, but I won't. I'm just going to assume it's too expensive for me to ever go to. <laughs> uh, in other Nobu news, Cara Delevingne and Kaya Gerber also went to Nobu. Yeah, I'm on the Nobu beat. I'm on the Nobu beat, baby. If a celebrity goes to Nobu, I'm going to know. Boo. Okay. If a celebrity goes to Nobu, I'm going to know. Boo. Boo. I'm going to know. I always know when a celebrity goes to Nobu. I feel it in my spine. It jiggles. Ooh, and I just, I taste it in my mouth. I taste like... An $8,000 cup of um, sake in my mouth. Like, I just start to taste it. Mm, I taste the fish. Mm, that's expensive. In my dreams, in my dreams, in my little doggy dreams, in my little doggy dreams, Kaya Gerber and Cargo to Nobu. Kaya Gerber and her good friend, Cara Delevingne. They went with Kaya's parents. I wonder if they ran into Demi Lovato. All celebrities know each other, so I'm sure they've said hi. The next hot second that I'd like to discuss is about Sky Jackson. Sky Jackson is so funny and great. And like, I've definitely like not been talking about Sky Jackson enough. First of all, she looks fabulous in the color yellow, which is my favorite color. I invented yellow. And also... She's just funny. She's a Dis she's a Disney Channel star. She's only 18 years old, but she's like so good at posting online. She's been using her online platform for good and 
exposing racists. She the past few days she's been like people will send her someone doing something racist and she'll expose it on her Twitter account to her like thousands and thousands of followers. Millions? How many followers does Sky Jackson have? Should I look it up really quick? Sky Jackson Twitter. Should we see how many? I'm sure it's a shit ton because she's super famous. She's like a Disney Channel star. Someone in the chat going to beat me to it. Half a million. Okay, so she's tweeting out racists to half a million followers. And it's great. Let's just like have a little taste. Here's one of the people she she kind of signal boosted this racist she said another racist her name is amanda rose she must be exposed she goes to yale da, 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 da. so and then yale like tweeted she's basically like tweeting and tag people people that are being racist openly and then tagging their colleges <laughs> here's another one let's look at another one this is like some guy he's saying the n-word openly on instagram or maybe it's snapchat she says, this is Drew Dollar. He lives in West Monroe, Louisiana, and he will be attending LSU in the fall. He wants to be in the medical field. His Instagram is blah, blah, blah. <laughs> oh, my God. It's great. She's like, this is a good way to use your huge following, I feel like. Right? Twitter's really mad that she's doing it. They keep trying to take her account down. Here's what she said. Here's let, Go to the next slide, Jack. She said, I'm trying to expose as many racists as I can today, but my IG DMs are full and keep coming in, crying face. Wow, I can't believe this many people are that ignorant. <laughs> um, and then and then her account got taken down, but she got it back up. She said, I'm back, y'all. They blocked me on Twitter from tweeting for 12 hours for exposing racists. <laughs> well, I love this. This is great. People are being, hey, if you're openly racist on social media, watch out Sky Jackson. She's going to get you kicked out of your college, okay? And you deserve it because <laughs> you were being openly racist on, on Maine. Don't be racist. Don't be racist. Don't be racist. And if you see someone being racist, send it to Sky Jackson's Instagram. Unless she says to stop doing that. Because, you know, this is a public service she's doing. She doesn't have to do this. She's just an angel, a saint, a, a hero, and she's doing it. Um. Okay. Zach Braff is saying he wants to make a Scrubs movie. So maybe there'll be a movie of Scrubs. You know that TV show he was on? You know Zach Braff, right? Do you know Zach Braff? Well, people know him as Florence Pugh's boyfriend. Which brings me to an important question that I'm going to ask for the first time ever. Are Zach Braff and Florence Pugh still together? Yes, they're still together. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about Vanderpump Rules. We're going to talk about Niecy Nash. We're going to talk about Anna Wintour and Andre Leontali. And we're going to talk about Stassi Schroeder's ugly, ugly house. Just kidding. It's not that ugly, but we're going to talk about it anyway. Stick around. I'll be back soon. I'm back, everybody. Okay. Should we get into our main topics? 
Should we get into our main topics of the day? I say yes. I say why not? Okay, first up, I want to look at this um, Nisi Nash piece that's in The Hollywood Reporter. Um, it's a great profile. I love Nisi Nash. She's great. You know her from Reno 911. She's also on the show Claws. She's a very funny comedian and actress. Um, and she has a profile out in The Hollywood Reporter. She's talking about what life has been like during the pandemic and also what's going on with the Black Lives Matter movement. And she also has a sad story that she tells about her son. Um, but first I want to talk about how she called out her network um, for her show Claws, TNT. She says that she got a way worse contract than other lead actresses on the network um, that were white. And she also called them out for making her go to New Orleans to pick up all of her belongings after the Claws shoot was permanently on hold. She said that they wouldn't have made a white actress do that. Basically what happened was they were filming in New Orleans, so the production rented her an apartment, and when the shoot got shut down because of COVID, they were like, well, Nisi Nash, you have to go and get all your stuff because your lease is up. And like she had to go and get her stuff. I feel like normally a big production for a leading actress would have just hired movers to do it for her. But so she called them out for that, which I think is great. Um, and I just want to read this quote from the interview where she tells the story about her son getting tased by a cop just because he was driving in a nice car. It goes, uh, and I quote, People say, what do you think people should do? People should figure out what they're willing to do and do that and not be mad when people buck back. So you asked me the original question of what are you doing to cope? I'm a fucking wreck. My son got stopped leaving my house last Sunday and they pulled a taser on him for, a, for rolling a stop and then proceeded to question him and ask him, you have a T-Mobile shirt, do you work there? Because if you do, how did you afford this car? Because this is a 2020. They don't know if he was a manager, they don't know if he was an owner, they don't know if he had a rich mama, but what they probably felt like was, how did this young black boy get a car that I don't even have? And we fitting to make you suffer for it, end quote. Um, this rules, and I mean, it doesn't rule. It, doesn't rule at all it's actually horrifying but I think it's it's good that Nisi Nash is speaking out about this and talking about it with the Hollywood Reporter that rules and Nisi Nash rules and my heart goes out to her and her son because it's a horrible traumatic thing to have to go through getting pulled over and tased just for rolling a stop that's disgusting the LAPD has got to go defund the police defund the police everybody all right our next topic is about Anna Wintour. Anna Wintour, you all know her. She's the editor-in-chief of American Vogue. She's also what the Devil Wears Prada was about. And um, she's just famously kind of like an icy, intense boss person. And Vogue has a long history of racism. Let's just read her statement because she gave a statement to all of her employees at Vogue. She said, quote, 
I want to say this, especially to the black members of our team. I can only imagine what these days have been like. But I also know that the hurt and violence and injustice we're seeing and talking about have been around for a long time. Recognizing it and doing something about it is overdue. I want to say plainly that I know Vogue has not found enough ways to elevate and give space to black editors, writers, photographers, designers, and other creators. We have made mistakes too, publishing images or stories that have been hurtful or intolerant. I take full responsibility for those mistakes. End quote. Listen, like, people have been calling you out for a long time on a winter for not being inclusive and... I mean, it made headlines only two years ago that Vogue hired its first black photographer ever. Like, don't like you're making this statement now. You're a little late. Also, she's like, yeah, we got to do better. It's like, you're the boss. Do better. You're the boss or hire someone else. Quit your job. It's not great. It's not great. She's getting dragged online for this. Of course, she's getting Leah Michelle. She's getting this. You'd. Um, for good reason. She also did Andre Leontali so dirty. If you don't know who Andre Leontali is, he's an iconic figure in fashion, and he was a longtime friend of Anna Winter and the editor-at-large of Vogue for many, many years. And she basically, like, ghosted him and fired him and treated him horribly. Um, and I never talked about it, but now I want to talk about it because it's relevant. Um, he was, like, one of the first and only black people to rise through the ranks at Vogue. And um, she just did him so dirty. And I think if she's going to apologize for racism at Vogue, she should also apologize to Andre Lantali. Um, I have a long list of... Okay, hold on, Jack. There we go. Go back. Yeah. Okay, so... Listen, Vulture... Uh, okay, Sorry. We're having some technical difficulties for a second. It's my fault. It's my fault. Jack is amazing. Shout out to Jack. Okay. So Andre Leontali, he has a book out. It actually came out fairly recently. It's called The Chiffon Trenches. It's a memoir. He talks about his experience working at Vogue and in fashion. He also used to work with Andy Warhol. And in the book, he kind of like is he's very candid about the mistreatment he received um, from Anna Wintour and Vulture actually has a great roundup of all of the things he talked about in the book that have to do with Anna Wintour. I want to read this book so badly. It's definitely high on my list for the next book I'm going to read. Um, let's just look at some of these statements. Okay. Here's one. Um, okay. So here, this is gross. Apparently Anna Wintour had an intervention with Andre Leontali about his weight because he gained weight after experiencing, like, I believe his mother's death. Like, he had a death in the family and was grieving, and so he put on some weight. And Anna Winter was like, I'm going to pay for you to go to the gym. And then, like, da-da-da-da-da-da. And then she had an intervention. <laughs> so let me read this. Years went by without Winter mentioning his weight gain. Again, until an intervention occurred led by Oscar De La Renta, Annette De La Renta, Wintour, her new boyfriend, 
Vogue's public relations director and Tally's pastor at the Vogue offices. Quote, it was explained that my weight was out of control and I was being sent off to rehabilitation at the Duke Diet and Fitness Center in my hometown of Durham, North Carolina. A first class plane ticket had already been purchased for that same day. I didn't know what to say, he wrote. I didn't know what to say. Quietly, I listened as Anna and Oscar explained their concerns. It was pretty clear most of the concern was coming from Anna and the rest of them had been pulled into this. That is so gross and body shamey and horrible. And are we surprised? It's Anna Wintour. Like, gross. This is really gross. Let's go to the next um, bullet point here from the vulture piece. Um, Oh, here's here's an incident that Andre Leontali recalls where Anna Wintour like treated him like he was her servant at a, a fashion event in, in Paris. Um, so Tally was pleasantly surprised in 2011 when uh, when Wintour asked him to accompany her to receive a Légion d'Honneur, a prestigious French merit that he considers to be one of the pinnacles of her career. Just before they entered the Élysée Palace for the ceremony, he recalls that Wintour treated him, a friend and colleague of three decades, more like she would have of her assistant. Quote, Anna had a small, soft evening bag, a pochette, that she thrust at me and said, Here, hold my handbag. He wrote of the evening, I said goodbye to Anna and handed her the pochette. She looked in her bag and said, My cell phone. What did you do with my cell phone? What did you do with my cell phone? You've misplaced my cell phone. What did you do? Tally had to personally search her town car and call her hotel to confirm that she had indeed left it in her hotel room. Silence, he added. Then, oh, okay. And she kept going through the party. No apologies for flipping out at him. A a highly successful and accomplished black man that she's treating like a waiter or whatever, like an assistant. So disrespectful. Just truly, like, horrible behavior. You don't treat people this way. Like, you just truly don't. Um, Next, let's look at the next thing. Okay. Oh, this is where uh, he talks about how he only got $500 per episode to do the Vogue podcast. Listen, that's way more than I get, but I'm not backed by fucking Vogue and Condé Nast, and I'm not famous and successful like Andre Leontali. The disrespect is at an all-time high when, when he's getting paid only $500 an episode to do this podcast. Here's here's what here's what the vulture wrote about it. Um, Vogue decided to get into the podcasting game in 2016 and Tally was tapped to interview designers, editors and other prominent figures in the fashion industry at a modest rate of five hundred dollars per episode. Um, It was when the podcast abruptly ceased without explanation that Tally decided to reevaluate his friendship with Wintour. Quote, no explanation or financial severance compensation, just sphinx-like silence from Anna Wintour, he wrote. She decimated me with this silent treatment so many times. That is just the way she resolves any issue. End quote. Just horrible. I mean, she just like, she'll just like, she, like she, she'll stab you in the back and just like say nothing. She won't apologize. She never apologizes. It's like, I, I don't, I don't get why like people enable this for so long with her. She's got to go. I think, I think Anna Winter has got to go or at least say sorry to her longtime friend and collaborator. 
Um, but yeah, that's how she is. That That's famously how she is. Just a bad person. <laughs> All right, let's go to the next one. Um, okay. Oh, this is, I won't read this whole thing, but it's basically about how like he had been the designated red carpet correspondent and interviewer for the Met Gala for years and years and years. And then he was told that his contract wasn't going to be renewed a couple years ago. And Anna Wintour like didn't say anything to him about it, just ghosted him and replaced him with a YouTuber, <laughs> which is also rude. Just not nice. I'm glad that he called her out in his book, but also his book's supposed to be good for other reasons besides dragging Anna Wintour. It's just like it, he's had a fascinating life and he's a really, you know, famous and interesting person in the fashion world. So, yeah, I think that's the last one, right, Jack, for this? Okay. All right. Let's talk about, let's talk about Vanderpump Rules, shall we? Let's talk about Vanderpump Rules. Okay, we got an update. Guess what, everybody? Kristen and Stassi are fired from Vanderpump Rules. I'm actually, I was shocked by this because so many of the people on Vanderpump Rules have gotten away with terrible behavior for so many years and not been fired. And now Bravo's like, no, we're firing you. We're firing you guys because you were racist. Um, listen, by this point, you know what's going on. You know why they're being fired. They called the cops on their black co-star, Faith Stowers, and she called them out. Bravo also is firing Max and Brett, who were just awful. Two duds. Not interesting to watch on the show anyway. But they had gotten away with saying the N-word on in a bunch of tweets and stuff like that and weren't fired. And... Now they're getting lumped into this firing. They're fired too. So I guess um, I guess now racism is not allowed on Vanderpump Rules. It was for a little bit, and now it's not. <laughs> um, yeah, it's 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 crazy. They're fired. Um it's it is weird that Max and Brett weren't fired when the tweets first came out, which was before this season even aired, but I guess they're fired now, so that's good. Listen, I think this is a good thing. I think the whole show should go. Like, it's all white straight people who are monsters, except for Sheena. Love Sheena. <laughs> if Sheena ever does something, like, if she never, like, if I ever find out Sheena's, like, racist, and I'm going to be sad. Because Sheena's, she's, the, she's great. We stand Sheena. There's not a single, like, queer person or anything. I guess Ariana's bisexual, but, Yeah. No, everybody's straight on that show. It's and it's about a bar in the middle of like the queerest part of LA. Listen, Sheena's probably canceled, but I I just love her. I love her. I don't know. I don't I don't know what she's canceled for, but if she ever does something, I'll you know I'll be sad. But yeah, so they're fired. Saucy and Kristen are fired. Um, Saucy's podcast also dropped her, which is kind of a big deal. She was also dropped by her publicist, her agent. Like, Saucy is, like, over party, and it is really happening this time. As Sheena would say, it's all happening. Lisa Vanderpump released a statement saying, Oh, I never knew about any of this racist stuff. This is all news to me. Oh, 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 oh I don't stand for that. <laughs> we get Lisa's statements and on Instagram. It's like, 
black text on pink background. So stupid. Over the past two weeks, many things have been brought to my attention, of which I and many others were previously unaware. It was necessary for me to be quiet until now, until decisions had been made. Now I can freely speak from the heart. I mean, come on, Lisa Vanderpump. Like, Max and Brett, like, tweeted the N-word a bunch of times. Those tweets resurfaced. And you slapped them on the wrist and said, boys will be boys. Like, are we supposed to actually believe that you mean any of this? Like, no, I call bullshit. Lisa Vanderpump, like, you're only like condemning this behavior because like the climate has changed in media. Like if this was happening and no one was that upset about it, you wouldn't have fired them. Yeah, Lisa Vanderpump, you're canceled, too. Max, you literally just said in the reunion episode last week, like, well, Max and Brett, they may have said the N-word on Twitter a lot of times, but mm, they're just fun, silly boys. And, you know, you got to brush the dirt off their chin and say, take a shower and do better next time. And there's really not a racist bone in their body. I mean, they did say the N-word many, many times, but, mm, you know, boys will be scruffy little beautiful boys. <laughs> like, shut up. <laughs> like, shut up, Lisa Vanderpump. Shut up. I just don't buy this statement. I don't buy that she didn't know about any of this. Like Lisa Vanderpump, if there's anyone who knows what's going on on like radar online, it's Lisa fucking Vanderpump. Like, I just don't buy this statement at all. I don't buy it. I think it's bullshit. But um, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Saucy's 15-year-old brother pleaded on Instagram for Bravo to give Stassi her job back. And it's actually really sad. I'm not going to play the video because he's literally a child. But like he was like, please, like she's like the most loving person I know. I'm like, yeah, like she's your sister. Like it's just sad. It's sad. <laughs> the little brother of it all is sad. He deleted the video. Um, and now Billy Lee, ex-cast member Billy Lee, who left the show, um, she was the only like... <laughs> queer person involved with Vanderpump Rules, uh, only trans person on the show ever, um, Billy Lee, uh, who was great. I was sad that Billy Lee wasn't on the show. I thought Billy Lee was like great. She always brought the drama. Billy Lee was good on the show. Um, she's now calling for Jax Taylor to get fired. She tweeted, at Bravo TV, what about Jax Taylor? He refused to film with me because I was trans and called him out on his white cis privilege. Stop celebrating his disgusting actions. Hashtag cancel Jax Taylor. Um, sorry, I don't mean to say she was the only queer person. I, I'm not trying to erase Ariana Maddox. She's bisexual and by representation. We love it. We love Ariana. But yeah, it's good to see Billy Lee calling Jax out justice for Billy Lee seriously she posted something else right isn't there another one here uh yeah so Billy Lee posted this tweet that Jax made where he also calls Faith a criminal Jax said quote she's wanted by the police for grand theft auto and AWOL from military bad idea to be on a reality show dude someone's going to jail end quote not true like um, I don't think any of that is true he's like posting lies about this woman faith and like saying she should go to jail like that is gross and guess what racist and creepy and he should totally get fired too honestly like if Jax 
gets fired and has to like move to Kentucky with Brittany or something like that would that would be a very healing moment for the world that would be very healing for all of these people to have to sell their like ugly two million dollar like you know modern style farmhouses and student in valley village like that would that will be a very healing moment when they have to pack up their identical houses i mean listen jack didn't actually call the cops on faith like saucy and Kristen did but this tweet is pretty damning and he's also just a bad person <laughs> like he's a bad person <laughs> apparently a source close to saucy started speaking with us weekly about like her side of things i guess um so here's what they said uh, quote, Stassi isn't mad at Lisa Vanderpump, a source tells Us Weekly. She doesn't think her getting fired is Lisa's fault by any means, end quote. I mean, yeah, duh. <laughs> like, Lisa doesn't fire anyone. She, like, totally enables racism. It's been proven. Quote, she is surprised and upset, a second source told Us exclusively on Tuesday, adding that the star has, quote, lost a lot of money from losing sponsorships and paid opportunities, end quote. Yeah, I mean, like, Stassi's not gonna, I don't know what she, I don't think she's gonna be able to bounce back from this unless she goes on Fox News or something. Like, I think Stassi's gonna have to, like, you know, not be rich anymore. Or I think maybe she comes from money, but you know what I mean? She's not gonna be, like, reality star rich anymore. Um, the fallout from her firing has been quick and spanned across all of Schroeder's business ventures. She's lost endorsement deals. Her Straight Up with Stassi podcast has been removed from all platform platforms. And her joint wine company, Witches of WeHo, has been pulled from shelves. End quote. Thanks, Us Weekly, for the Stassi update. Listen, I don't really, like, feel bad for her at all. <laughs> like, she did something extremely dangerous and violent to a black woman and we don't tolerate that shit anymore okay fuck off I mean, we should have never tolerated it but now at least there's some retribution for being a horrible racist person oh yeah yeah faith did an interview with page six yesterday where she chimed in about stassi and Kristen getting fired she said and i quote i feel so vindicated studios and production are able to see blatant racism and make these positive changes and help move the race forward help with the fight forward she told us she added that just before she heard the news of the firing she had been praying for a family member quote i was in the middle of a prayer and i felt a sense of i know it sounds corny i felt a sense of glory she said i felt god's presence and i'm seeing now that the news has been revealed maybe that is what that was he gave me a sign of optimism meant to be hopeful and showing that all of this was worth it i was ready to put myself in the line of fire because i don't know what will happen if i don't say anything stowers told us but i'm glad i did end quote i'm glad she did too people in the chat are saying what's gonna happen to Bo? stassi has a fiance Bo. um I think he'll break up with her because I think he's like an opportunist, like thirsty guy. <laughs> like, I think like now that Stassi can't like, you know, lift up Bo's career, he's going to dump her and try to like get on uh celebrity big brother <laughs> or something. Like he's going to, he's going to try to like, he's not, I don't think he's going to stand by Stassi's side during all of this. Bo, I don't trust. I don't trust Bo. I don't think that he even really like, I don't know. I think that he, 
his first love is fame and his second love is Stassi. I think he'll he'll go with his first love on this. <laughs> oh god. Yeah, I mean, listen, Stassi was supposed to be like getting married in Italy right now and now she's losing all of her sponsors and her podcast and whatever was, you know, coming for her on the next season of Vanderpump Rules. I think it's I think it's it's a great downfall that we're witnessing. We're witnessing history. We're going to take a tiny, tiny, tiny little break. And then when we come back, we're going to look at Stassi's house because I'm guessing it's going to be on the market soon. Right. Welcome back to Hot and Rich. You know, it's hot in L.A., but I feel like getting hotter. Let's dive face first into the fiery pits of celebrity real estate. Listen, we're all mad at Stassi. We're all mad at Stassi because she fucked up majorly, was racist, tried to call the police on a black woman, Faith, her ex-co-star from Vanderpump Rules. And now let's look at her house because you know it's painful and beautiful, and she's probably gonna sell it soon. I'm guessing. This is tough for me because this house is actually a house that, like, I would die to live in. It's, like, gorgeous. It's not like her co- her co-stars on Vanderpump Rules all have these, like, copycat, stupid, ugly subway tile modern farmhouses in Valley Village. And Stassi was the one cast member of Vanderpump Rules to actually, like, have a sense of style about the house. Listen, did she decorate it how I would have decorated it? No, it's very like all white and kind of stark. I would have gone with like a maximalism look. I would have like had the rooms be painted bright colors. I would have had a lot of art on the walls. Da, 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 da. But she's, you know, a basic bee. She loves ranch dressing and the house kind of reflects that. Um, but yeah, I mean, she she could have done a lot worse with the house, but... Hey, if anybody wants to give me $1.7 million, maybe I'll buy this house. That's how much she paid for it. It's 2,900 square feet, has three to four bedrooms, four bathrooms. It was built in the mid-20s, and it was actually marketed as one of the original homes built in the Hollywoodland development. You know, like, how the Hollywood sign exists? Well, it used to say Hollywoodland, and it was like an ad to sell houses like this. All right, let's just like scroll through the pictures and talk some shit about the house because that will be healing for us. Here's one of the living rooms. Big fireplace. God damn, I hate that I like this. (laughs) It's a gorgeous fucking white Spanish style house. Okay. Tay in the chat. My friend Tay says it's basic. That makes me feel better. Listen, the decor is not good. I can, uh, you know, is yeah. We hate we hate this house. We don't like this house. We don't think it's a piece of you know, beautiful classic LA architecture. In fact, it sucks. Let's look at the next room. Let's look at the next room. Here's the kitchen. Yeah, this kitchen kind of sucks. Sophia Larazpan, my friend Tay, says uh, the house used to be filled with deco fixtures and it was gutted. Yeah, that's right. Why would you get rid of those classic old Hollywood fixtures? You're right. You're right. You're right. I don't like this house. I don't like this house. Fuck. 
this house. Yeah, I would hate to live in this house. I definitely don't want to live in this house. Um, the kitchen kind of does actually suck. Like, the tiles kind of basic and boring. It is all white, kind of soulless. It's not a great, not a great kitchen. Let's go to the next slide here. There's just another angle of the kitchen. Yeah, now that I see the kitchen from this angle, I'm like, it's kind of 90s or something. It's not that good. Um, there's a pizza oven in the middle of the kitchen that takes up a lot of space and it doesn't really match the rest of the kitchen. So I'm like, you don't need that shit. Get rid of that shit. You don't need it. How many pizzas are you really making, Saucy and Bo? Next uh, room. Let's look at this next room here. Okay, this is a dining room. Yeah, you know what? Sophia Larazepan, my friend today, you're right. This clearly did have better fixtures and accessories and like more soul and someone took all of that out of the house um it's very boring i mean you know it's got good molding i guess the archways look nice it's kind of it's kind of beautiful but we don't like it we hate it saucy's gonna sell it anyway maybe someone with better taste will buy it let's go to the next room go to the next room here here's here's a bedroom i don't think this is the master i think it's just a guest bedroom but damn look at those views okay tay you got to look at the iron working on the balcony outside of this bedroom because that is deco right that is beautiful deco that saucy didn't deserve saucy didn't deserve that view of the hillside and the beautiful blue sky saucy didn't deserve that the ceilings look nice the ceiling's like, the ceiling is high. God damn it. God damn it. The windows are beautiful. She didn't deserve this. Let's look at the next room. This is actually really painful to see this house because I like would die to live in this house. Here, here's an upside. Or here's a here's a part of the house that sucks. There's really no outdoor space. There's no yard. There's no pool. You're paying almost $2 million to live in the hills and you have no pool or any anything. Um, so, yeah, this is like a tiny little outdoor area. The plants are pretty. The plants are pretty. But it's not like a ton of space. It's not a ton of space. Um, yeah, let's look at the next next room. Maybe the next room will be bad. Oh, this is just sadly stunning. This little indoor-outdoor seating area where you could just relax and have a glass of wine and I guess tweet racist things about your ex-coworker god damn it Stassi why did you get to buy this house here's the thing Stassi's definitely gonna have to sell this house but she never should have had this house she never should have had these beautiful perfect archways that lead into a beautiful view a vista this isn't a view this is a vista Okay, that's what you call a rich person's view. You call it a vista. Oh, it's also just Spanish for view. It is really pretty. It, the the ironwork is really nice and deco. But Stassi, she's going to have to sell it. She's going to have to sell it. <sighs> okay, let's look at the next room. Let's look at the next room. Yeah, here's like a little outdoor seating area. This kind of sucks. It's like all basic ass wood, probably built in the 80s or something. I don't like this weird fountain thing. That She's got a weird fountain against the wall. It looks like 
it's trying to be like Italian or something. I don't like the fountain. Apparently, the f- some people like the fountain. I don't like the fountain. I don't like the woodwork and stuff. I don't like the wood stuff. I don't like that. I don't like this little side patio. I don't like it. Let's look at the next room. Oh, see, this is what her decorating style was going to be when she finished the whole house. She's probably, I'm I'm operating on the belief that she's going to have to sell it. She put in like this Game of Thronesy chandelier that I don't love, and she painted the walls all white, and she painted like all the door frames like black. I don't really like this. I don't like it. I think that this is a house that wants colorful walls. Why are you so basic with your white ass walls? Also, she got sp- paid to paint her house. She, this is an Instagram post of her doing Spawn Con for some paint company. And she has two like little poodles or something. Whatever, man. Do we have anything else? Are there any more pictures of the house? Here's a guest bedroom. I think actually this might be like a, like a, it has a kitchenette next to this guest bedroom. This is like a servant's quarters or something. It's not, I don't know. I don't know. Here's another bathroom. Has a, has a big tub that I would love to take a bath in. Fine. I'll admit it. I'd love to take a bath in this tub. Okay. I'd love to take a bath in this tub, but yeah, I don't know. It also looks like she has a brick shower. Ay, ay, ay. Pains me to see someone like Stassi have such a nice house. It's hard to watch, you know. It's hard to see that. It's hard to see that. It's hard to confront that. But that's the world we live in. Are there any more rooms? That's it. That's it. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for watching Hot and Rich. Please follow us at Hot and Rich Show. Donate to Black Lives Matter LA. And um, I'll see you on Friday for a a horny Friday episode. That's going to be at 4 p.m. Pacific time on Friday. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. It helps the show. And um, yeah, thanks to my producer, Jack Allison, for always being wonderful. And uh, until next time, stay hot and stay rich. I'm so fucking rich.